0: Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
3: Welcome to Vegas. Competition, it's what drives Las Vegas. Whether it's sports or gaming, it's what attracts people to Vegas. But not everybody can get here in the near future. So is there anything to do at home that delivers some of this excitement to you? Here's a possibility, a new sports game that's free and brings some of that Vegas fun to your computer or phone. Today, you'll meet Mark Solino, the creator of Statement Games. Also on today's show, you'll hear from your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, who is excited that one of his favorite dining and drinking places is back open. Also, Brett Maley, the art appraiser from Pawn Stars, talks about his great gallery, Encounter. In the second half hour, once again Vegas Never Sleeps presents Sports Rockin' Tours. On today's show, we will continue our conversation with one of America's finest sports writers, Tom Callahan. Tom is a sports columnist at the Washington Post and longtime sports writer for Time magazine. But first, a new game for sports fans, both for the sports nut and the occasional fan. Las Vegas is always interested in games of chance and so forth. And there's a great one right now online that we want to introduce you to. It's called Statement Games. You can find it at StatementGames.com. With us is the CEO, Mark Solino. And Mark, great to have you on. This game is a little different. It's like fantasy football, but not all about the athlete. Instead, it's really about the team, which kind of is intriguing to me. Hey,
2: how's it going? Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's just a game, a little bit of a different twist on, on fantasy sports. So, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to, you know tell you and, and, and your audience a little bit more about
3: it. Fantasy football has been huge and it's gone into other sports and so forth, but you guys are trying to take fantasy sports to a whole nother level and kind of talk about what was the idea to, to really, was it to bring more people in that weren't so caught up with statistics and personal individuals, rather the game itself?
2: Kind of like, you know, give you some, some, some context on uh, some of the challenges that I'm seeing within the industry and, and why I kind of took this to, uh, I guess, a business level, uh, just to my own kind of personal experiences. So, full disclosure and, and, and truth be told, <laughs> I'm uh, born and raised, and, and currently live on Long Island, New York. My dad is a extremely, you know, big sports fans, and in the Salino household. We were raised uh, to do a couple of different things and a couple of different things only. And I'm referring to my younger brother and I. We rooted for the New York Giants, the New York Yankees, the New York Knicks, and the New York Rangers. And, and that was it. <laughs> Basically, my uh, my brother and I, we, we, we kind of took it to a completely different level and a couple of uh, – into a, just, just a completely different extreme. So kind of like that upbringing, it, it backfired on my dad-like a little bit. Because you see, every single year, we used to travel from Long Island up into the Boston area. I had an aunt and an uncle who lived in the Boston area, and that's just where we went every single year for Thanksgiving. So here it is, Thanksgiving kind of you know, day. My dad wants to do nothing but watch Thanksgiving Day football. Well, my brother and I, we didn't care. Like, we just weren't interested in it. In fact, we pushed back on my dad because, you know, we didn't understand why he wanted to watch something that wasn't the junk. And uh, not to kind of, like, you know, predate my age or anything like that. This is before the days of Direct TV and things like that where – uh, on football Sundays and any other you know time here, you, you kind of had just like a couple of games to kind of like, you know watching that you had you know access to.
3: Well, yeah, Thanksgiving is so, going to be Detroit and Dallas, you know. Yeah, it, so you yeah, knew exactly. that.
2: <laughs> so basically, what my dad did uh, in an effort to get not only my brother and I but the other family members engaged with something that he wanted to do, which mean, was watch football, he created this game. Um, every single year he would kind of like kind of take out a piece of paper and he'd start jotting down like a list of, of, of questions. So I remember the first time that we actually played, this was the early 90s, he'd start asking me questions like, all right, you know what, Barry Sanders, over-under 100 yards rush, You know, Herman Moore, over-under 7.5 receptions. I remember the first time we actually played, Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback of the Bears who were playing the Lions on that day. You know, Jim Harbaugh, over or under 250 yards passing. You went through, like, this list of questions, and every family member threw in a buck. My aunt used to refer to this as the football bingo game. But now, at an early age here, I'm kind of like locked into a game that I really wouldn't have an interest in otherwise here because I had a chance to win, like, 13 or 14 bucks. So basically, as this Lions game played out, you know, you got points for the questions that you kind of, like, you know, answered correctly. And the family member with the most points from correct picks at the end of that game uh, won the pot. So uh, it was something that we had, like, a lot of fun with the family. You know, fast forward, you know, uh, 25 years. I kind of, like, you know, saw an opportunity within the traditional fantasy sports face to kind of, like, you know, create a little bit of a different twist on fantasy sports. So that's kind of, like, you know, what we did. Statement Games is just a game. It's actually free to play. It's accessible at statementgames.com. There's also apps in the form of Apple as well as uh, you know Google Play um, that you can go ahead and download and, and engage with the product from that particular regard here. But we're just a game. We got a little bit of different twist on fantasy sports. We create games around specific sporting events. For example, the you know the Giants are playing the Washington Redskins, or the Buccaneers are playing uh, the Green Bay Packers. We're going to present you with a list of Props, or hence the up of name statements that are specific to that sporting event. The list is going to be you know, broken down into various different categories. Questions like you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers over under X passing yards or X completions. Uh, Brady, same kind of guard here. Basically, you're going through the list and you're going to pick 10 of these props out. You're then going to rank them in order of confidence from 10 through 1. 10 being your most confident pick, 1 being your least confident pick. And as the game plays out, whatever contest that you look to go ahead and join, if your number 10 pick becomes correct, you're going to get 10 points. If 9 through 1 are incorrect, well, now you just have a total of 10 points. You're going to play in a league of anywhere between 8 to 12 people, and the person or individual with the most points from correct picks at the end of that specific spawning event wins. Uh, like I had said here, this is a free-to-play game. You're going to be competing for what we call statement games coins. Uh, They don't necessarily carry any type of monetary value per se, but it's your job to accumulate a bank account through competition with as many coins as you possibly can. And when you're ready, you want to exchange those coins for a cash reward or experience of your choice.
3: More with Mark Solino, the creator of Statement Games, in just a few moments. Time now for a visit with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Scott loves the nightlife in Vegas, and some of his favorite places have been closed with lockdown efforts. Well, one of his favorites is back, and Scott suggests you go there as soon as you can.
4: So the joke is, of course, uh, Binion's has always had this sign up where it's uh, liquor in the front poker in the back. That's because they have their poker room in the back area of the casino. So it's obviously not your grandparents' binions. Uh, It's a lot sassier and Whiskey Liquor Up is an extension of that new restaurant, new bar. They have the only revolving bar in Las Vegas. It's based on one uh, in New Orleans. It is so much fun. Uh, And whether you sit at the revolving bar or not, they actually have four video poker machines. At the bar which they installed because I was complaining that they didn't have any video poker Uh, so they put those in but mainly it's really about the drinking and the dining and they have the best chicken tenders in Vegas they they do something that's actually quite rare at Vegas casinos now they do a long free pour Uh, a lot of casinos now will use a shot glass or a jigger, as it's called in the biz, and it limits your amount of alcohol in your drink, like 1.25 ounces of blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yeah, this is a new offering. It's a beautiful uh, way to see Fremont Street Experience and the new VivaVision Canopy, but really you have to try the chicken tenders. It's my top recommendation in Vegas at the moment. Absolutely delicious.
3: Thanks, Scott. Whether it's restaurants, bars, or casinos, VitalVegas.com knows what's happening. Check VitalVegas out every day and follow Scott on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
0: Alan Childs here, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
5: an urgent health notice all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now.
0: 800-419-1964 800-419-1964 800-419-1964 That's 800-419-1964
1: To re-emerge stronger and safer than ever, ask yourself these crucial questions. Should all restaurants Retailers and venues have new safety and sanitation procedures in place. As a business owner, how can you assure your valued guests that proper protocols are being followed? How can you give your guests confidence knowing that you've prioritized their health and safety? Introducing Virus Safe Pro a revolutionary mobile technology software that provides checklists, reminders, and confirmations to help your team perform health and safety measures right on schedule. It allows you to close the information gap in the workplace by giving your employees a dedicated source of credible instructions in a timely manner, right from their mobile devices. Validate compliance with health and wellness standards, provide regular safety and health messaging, and confirm that approved protocols have been performed all in real time and an easy to read dashboard. Tracking and verifying health and safety procedures in your business has never been more important. To learn more about how VirusSafe Pro can help you reopen, visit VirusafePro.com.
0: Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Mark Salino,
3: the creator of Statement Games, a new online game that uses sports results from the worlds of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. I find this fascinating. So it, first of all, it's free. so nobody has to worry about it. they don't have to put in 20,, 50, or 100 bucks to, to be part of this.
2: You don't need a credit card or you don't need to fund an account with uh, you know X amount of dollars per se. I'm not asking you for a social security number. You can actually log into the system very easily through, you know, Google, Facebook, or, or Apple. You just kind of like you know, have a little bit of a fun with, uh, with with fantasy sports, and yeah, some of the rewards that you can actually you know, claim uh, include cash, gift cards from say like you know Amazon, Nike, NFL Shop, Starbucks, Macy's, Target, Dunkin' Donuts. There's probably about 85 different retailers that you could uh, that you can choose from.
3: And you don't have to buy uh, virtual coins either, right? Because not one of those things. Because I know some people get on these things and they can end up spending a fortune just on play- getting <laughs> these coins. You know, you've heard of it.
2: <laughs> I get I mean, look, uh, just for checking this thing out here, I, I give you, uh, you know, 60 coins just for checking this out. The average tournaments that I kind of like to you know, run here is going to cost you anywhere between 5 to 10 coins to get into. There are features within the platform where you can always top up your account with uh, with free uh, free coins. But, yeah, uh, I mean, if you really wanted to, there are ways in which you can purchase coins, but it's not a requirement to, to have a little fun with a... Different form of fantasy sports, and the good thing about a product here is you're really kind of like, you know, focusing in on, on, on the games that you actually like. You don't have to have a broad knowledge of everything that's going on within the National Football League, the MLB, NBA, or, or NHL. Um, it, it's a good way in where you're just kind of like, you know, playing the games around the teams that you have the most interest in, and you know I, I kind of like feel that if you're interested in a specific team, right, you kind of like have a little bit of a competitive advantage with somebody that doesn't necessarily know all the ins and outs of the yeah. team
3: here. Well, you know, the interesting part is we passed it around to some of our partners in the organization and so forth. Everybody loved it to the point that they're going back and <laughs> go, you. well, and they, they've all kind of <laughs> gone back and go, wow, I'd really rather do this than fantasy football. Is there <laughs> is there a future out there possibly where real money can be used? You know, again, I, I assume yeah. this part will never go away, but as you're thinking of it, are you thinking about
2: expanding it to that? I, I am definitely thinking about uh, you know, expanding it to that. Um, it's definitely part of our uh, you know, plan or a model. Uh, keep in mind that we all come kind of like our startups. So we're, we're trying to really get the idea out and get as much feedback as we possibly can on what people like and what they don't like here. But keep in mind, from within the platform right now, there are opportunities in which you can actually create your own private tournament. You don't have to play with people that are kind of like, you know, in the lobby. And I see a lot of that taking place within our platform today.
3: What do you do with stuff like players getting hurt right before a game, that kind of thing? How do you deal with that? Uh,
2: We do do our best to kind of keep the community updated on, uh, you know, players that are injured or not kind of like in a plane here. Uh, As of right now, we kind of ask the community to, uh, you know, make sure that it's it's your responsibility to actually uh, pick players that are are correct. Uh, I'm sorry, pick players that are, you know, playing in the event that, um, hey, you know what, it's five minutes before a game and you realize that a star starting pitcher is out or a starting running back is is who is projected to kind of like, you know, start isn't kind of like, you know, playing here. Um, the system will automatically just grade all of those questions as either being kind of correct or incorrect. This way, uh, you know, nobody has an unfair competitive advantage.
3: Which sports do you deal with? Obviously football, but there's baseball, what? Basketball, hockey?
2: Yeah, we do the four major sports. So football, basketball, hockey and baseball, I think. Yeah, those are, that's, <laughs> that's it. Those are important. it. Yeah. <laughs> but but then we uh, we also do kind of like you know the um, pay per view events, whether it be boxing or mm. UFC. Uh, I mean, a couple weeks ago, you actually just had the the Preakness, or, or kind of like you know some of the triple count kind races as well. We're kind of like you know fairly active uh, on a weekly basis with uh, with golf. Um, we'll also get kind of like, you know creative around, you know, specialized theme content events here. For example, this past summer here, we ran the 4th of July Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. So we try and get (laughs) as uh, as creative as possible and literally just creating, uh, you know, games and tournaments that have a little bit of a different spin here.
3: It must be fun to work there. I I imagine you kind of doing this all legally, of course, and sitting around and people following the uh, the bunch of TVs and so forth and really kind of getting to the... uh, to the gist of all these sports, it must be fun.
2: It is fun. Uh, I'll even make like a little bit of a deal with uh, with your listening audience. Look, you know, we're just here, you know, trying to you know get our story out, you know, and hopefully, people have some fun with it. But if your community is willing to check out the product today, I don't care what game you play in. It's completely up to you. And there's a variety of games that we're you know showing on the file plan today. Like I said, it's free to play. But, if you happen to go ten for ten with your picks for today and today only in any game that we're making available on the platform, in addition to the coins that you actually win, which can be exchanged for you know cash gift cards, I'm personally going to you know whip out my checkbook and and cut a check for two hundred and fifty dollars and mail it to uh, to anybody who actually goes ten for ten with your picks today. This is not something that I'm going to promote on my platform. It's for your audience and your audience only. Uh, so hopefully, uh, check us out on statementgames.com. We're also on social media, uh, at statementgames, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Just drop us a comment. Let us, let us know, you know, what you think of it. And, uh, if you have a little bit of fun with it here, there are some, you know, cash that you can actually win for today and today only.
3: Well, I think that's terrific. Vegas Never Sleeps presenting Statement Games. We love it. It's a lot of fun. I honestly think you'll want to take a look at it if you want to have some fun with it. And again, it's a free game. What better deal can you have? Give us that address again one more time.
2: Yeah, sure. It's www.statementgames.com. Statement Games is all one word. And then from a social media perspective, it's simply at Statement Games. Once again, all one word. Um, And you can actually find this on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then also keep in mind that if you just search Statement Games Fantasy Sports, whether you're in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, you can actually download the app as opposed to you know accessing the, the website.
3: Thanks, Mark. Have fun. We will check back with you in a little while to see how the Statement Games is developing. I think it's going to have, have great success. Thanks for being with us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Listeners have been asking, what can I expect when I visit Art Encounter, which I hear about on the show? Well, our good friend Brett Mailey, who you know from TV's Pawn Stars, explains what you can expect. In addition to the traditional things of a gallery, talk about some of the services that are involved in here. Uh, You know, you can get things framed, you get great advice, you can offer kind of the same kind of service that you give on Pawn Stars if people want to bring their stuff in.
4: Sure, we are a full service art operation. We've been here for about 26 years now in Las Vegas. We offer everything from award-winning framing, to appraisal services. That's my ball of wax. We do uh, uh, marketing, brokering. We uh, also, as you alluded to, we do kind of a a, a, a a Pawn Stars or an Antiques Roadshow type treatment where people have a handful of works that they want to bring in for us to evaluate. We'll do that uh, by appointment. So uh, again, it, whatever your art need, whether you're looking to, to acquire art or get into art or maybe deaccess works that have been in your family, uh, we can help you. Thanks, Brett.
3: Remember, when you're in Vegas, mention Vegas Never Sleeps and Art Encounter will send a limo to your hotel to bring you to their gallery. And don't forget, all of our shows are archived on our website, VegasNeverSleeps.com. You can also listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, and more. Coming up... Vegas Never Sleeps presents Sports Rockin' Tours. Today's show features part two of our conversation with one of the nation's finest sports writers and author of a new book, Gods at Play, Tom Callahan. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchin. Let's
0: Vegas, here
2: we
5: go! go!
0: They were there when history was made. Five seconds left in the game. you believe in miracles? Yes! Inside the 20! Touchdown! A tour is a storyteller. Welcome to the Sports Rackham tour. And with two out, you talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! The, one team the, the sports tours dust off the great American art of storytelling. From the players, coaches, media, the people who were there. There's courts one into right, down the line. It may go.
5: Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. It's a home run. Go
0: crazy. Now, here's Stephen Maggi.
3: Welcome to Sports Rock and Tours, the show that presents the observations, recollections, and memories of a select group of storytellers who represent the past half-century or so of American sports. Today, we continue our conversation with Tom Callahan, the author of Gods at Play. Tom has seen both the very best athletes and the very best writers as well. Talk about Red Smith. I mean, you mentioned Jim Murray, a great writer. Red Smith, when you think sports writers and so forth, uh, there was nobody like him. When you see somebody like that, do you try to just talk to them, pick up some of uh, what they do and how they do it?
6: You know, in those days, when I first came into the business, sports writers traveled in pairs, like horse races, 101A. I was Red's last best friend, just accidentally, because I'd worked for Jack Murphy, and Murphy was his second to the last best friend. Murphy died young. 57. So Murphy and I always stayed with Red in New Canaan, Connecticut when we were at a New York event. The last years of Red Smith and we hung around at the Derby every year. Red loved the horse racing. So so I got to know him so well and in in the latter years he when he was losing his, his you know his ability to get around as much he would say to me, "Be my legs will you? You know, take notes and uh and like I can remember at Yankee Stadium, Reggie Jackson hit three home runs off three first deliveries from three different Dodger pitchers to win the World Series. And I went down, and, and oftentimes, and Red would start his column in the press box. I'd go up to the press box with a you know some notes or whatever, and and most of the time, Red would say, "I'm okay. I'm okay, I'm, I'm rich. I'm rich." Meaning, <laughs> leave me alone. You know. <laughs> you know. he yeah. He's into his column. And I said to him, Red, i got to stop you. I dropped by Steve Garvey's locker in the Dodger clubhouse, and uh, Garvey told me, the third time Reggie rounded first base, when I was sure nobody was looking, I applauded into my glove. (laughs) And that was Red's punchline the next day, and mine.
3: I had never heard that story either, but I could see Garvey being the type of guy. I think it's because... You're fighting it as hard as you can, but at the same time, you realize you're seeing something really special, and you kind of want to acknowledge it.
6: Yeah, there there aren't too many who are smart enough to do that, but he was one.
3: Has the fan athlete connection has that kind of changed over the years in the sense of now teams move? You know, at that time the stuff you're talking about, those teams stayed in place pretty much. Now you got more movement. I, you mentioned Jack Murphy, and I'm thinking, well, that stadium's named after him in San Diego, and now it's empty. Uh, and they're going to tear it down. Do you notice like a, a difference that way? And then plus, there's so much money in sports now that it's going to just naturally take yeah,
6: that away. Yeah. Well, the, the 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 biggest difference is the money. Even when I showed up, 67, there wasn't much difference between the money that the sports writers were making and the players were making. You know, John Unitas' first salary was $5,000. And uh, he, he, you know, he went over to Alan Amici's house and put the linoleum in, in his kitchen. And uh, it, it was all different. All those old gentlemen who used to write sports who were there when I arrived, most of them wearing fedoras, you know, all coats and ties, you'd never imagine them. In these food fights on television with sports writers today,
3: I always challenge people to look back. I grew up an Oakland Raider fan, so I used to tell people, "Hey, look at the nineteen seventy-six or seven, any of those games with Pittsburgh." And you watch them then. You watch it now, and it wasn't a more entertaining game. It might the athletes might not be as good, but the games yeah. were. There were battles there. Well,
6: well you, you know, Al Davis spoke at Jack Murphy's funeral, and he to- and he told a great story because some of the other speakers, like Archie Moore, was there and Don Coryell. San Diego guys, you know, and um, when it came Al's turn, I won't try and duplicate his voice, but you know it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
6: And uh, he, he, when it came his turn, he said, we're crying too much, especially Don Coryell. He blubbered through his whole speech. He said, I want to tell a story I can remember Jack laughing at. And, he, and, and Al noticed Baron Hilton sitting in the audience, you know, Conrad Hilton's son, who Jack Murphy talked in a move in the Los Angeles Chargers to San Diego you know, in the old AFL. And Al said, in those days, Baron's brother, Nicky, and I used to go to Qantas meetings, you know, in Rotary clubs, to talk up the old AFL. And he said, Nicky loved it, except he hated the inevitable way he was introduced as Elizabeth Taylor's first husband. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he said, but finally, a, a guy got up and said, now I'd like to introduce a man who once made $100,000 in the baseball business, Nikki Hilton. And Hilton ran to the front, to the stage, and said, this is the, that's the greatest introduction I've ever received, and it's correct in every particular, except it wasn't baseball, it was football. It wasn't $100,000, it was a million dollars. It wasn't made, it was lost. And it wasn't me, it was my brother. Yeah. And, and everybody in the church laughed. And I thought, God bless you, Al Davis.
3: He just was an interesting guy to talk to.
6: Oh, yeah, he was, he, he, was, he, he was a little crazy, but he was, he, again, he was a sweet guy at essence. I can remember a Jack Murphy column on him, and I, me- I remember the punchline of, of Jack's column. He, uh, he was talking about Al, he said, he, he walked away with a look of mischief. And uh, that's, that's, what I, that's what I think of Al, too. He was a mischievous guy, but at heart, a good guy.
3: He fought for the AFL probably harder than anybody out there.
6: Yeah, he didn't want to. See, he didn't want to merge. He, had to, he he wanted to continue the war, and he expected to be the commissioner. And, and I, for our purposes, for writers' purposes, he was very accessible. I could get him on the phone. And, and Jerry McGee was the football writer in San Diego, and a wonderful one. And and you know, he he, he I'd call him and say, hey, where, where, "Where can I get Al?" And he'd say, "Here, here here's his number." You know, and then he'd answer. Uh, he'd, he'd answer, and he'd tell. You know, and he'd he'd ask questions of you too. He once called me up and said, because I was writing in Washington then, and he said, he said, you know, Gary Pomeranz, don't you? He was a Washington Post. He was a kid at the Washington Post, and I said, yeah. He said, should I talk to him? <laughs> I said, yeah. He's worth talking to. He's a good. He's a good guy. He won't betray you. You know. Uh, and he said, okay, I just wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to hear from somebody else that he was okay. okay. Well, <laughs> well that's, that's all gone now.
3: Well, you know, he was always called a genius, one of those things. I want to ask you about two other Call guys. Call himself
6: a genius. <laughs> yeah,
3: right, exactly. There was two other guys that were always referred to as genius, and I kind of want to get your take. Paul Brown, was he a genius? Because I know what he said up there was revolutionary when he came into the league way back when.
6: Well, when, when, when I got to Cincinnati, he was still the coach of the Bengals. And uh, to me, he was like the inventor of pro football. You know, he, he's the guy who put the classroom in pro football. He, he thought of, specialty coaches, you know, he thought of everything. There, there were years, he told me, when he made more money from his patent on the face mask than he did anything else. He did that. He got tired of explaining to wives and mothers, you know, the, the gaps in their husbands and children's smiles, you know. But he, he, was, yeah. he, he was an amazing character, cold. You know, he wants... He, 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 when he was a high school coach in Massillon in Ohio, he was also an English teacher. And he said to me once in that icy way of his, I can define a gerund can you? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, a, a verb that acts like a noun, kind of like a football coach who acts like a sports writer. <laughs> but, you know, I, we, we were great adversaries. He, he, we were once standing on a practice field, and his son, Mike, who now runs the team, was across the field throwing perfect spirals to an end named Chip Myers. Yeah. And I said to Paul, I said, you, you know, Mike can th- pass a little bit. He said, oh, he was a good quarterback at Dartmouth. He said uh, he was about as good as what we had in Cleveland at the time, Milt Plum. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he said, in fact, there were there were teams that were thinking of taking a flyer in the draft on Mike, but that wasn't in my plans. He was going to be the lawyer. And I, w- when I heard that some were interested in Mike, I put the word out: if you don't, we won't pass it on. And I said to him. Uh, let me get this straight. You never saw anybody who wanted to be a pro football player better than your son, so you made sure he couldn't. Wow. And he didn't talk to me the rest of that year.
3: We will be back with the author of Gods at Play, Tom Callahan, in just a moment. You're listening to Sports Rockin' Tours with Stephen Magie.
5: What if every dollar you invested into your training program... Turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E learning has made each of these scenarios possible. Utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace.
3: Welcome back to Sports Rock on Tours. You are listening to Tom Callahan, author of Gods at Play, a book that features incredible stories about great sports legends. Yeah, because you <laughs> called him on it. How did he get along with his assistant coaches? I think he'd be a tough boss.
6: Well, he, he, he the funny thing is, there was kind of a myth that all his assistant coaches were peripherating his coaches throughout the league. It was his players. It was Don Shula and Chuck Knoll, you know. That, that were, were doing that. His assistants, if they ever left him, he never talked to them again. Weeb Eubank, for instance, and and Bill Walsh. When Bill Walsh, Bill Walsh was an assistant when I was there, and uh, you know, Walsh, a couple of days after Paul announced he was retiring as coach and staying as GM, and naming he named Bill Johnson, his his oldest aide, as as his replacement. Of course, Walsh. Walsh felt that Brown was bad-mouthing him throughout the league. He told me, he said, I've, I've had people come looking for me, but he always talks me down. Anyway, Bill told me much later that he happened to be in Prothrow's office when Prothrow got a call from Paul Brown. And he put, he, he motioned for Bill Walsh to get on the extension, which Brown never knew. And he said, Walsh said, he, he bad-mouthed me completely. You know, you don't want to give, trust this guy to, to do anything, much less be a coach on your team. And he said, Tommy and I just looked at each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we just looked at each other. And, and, and uh, he, 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 said, uh, he said, when I was in the Super Bowl, when we won our first Super Bowl, as it happened against, against the, the, uh, uh, the Bengals, and he said, Brown, one of Brown's axioms was, use your trick play first. And he liked it. He had a particular affection for a, a, a trick play called the old triple pass. And so early in that Super Bowl, they run the triple pass. Walsh, when he was the Bengals guy, Paul would say to him before the game, What's our trick play? You know, what's our trick play? So now in the Super Bowl, they run the triple pass with Montana and complete a long pass that kind of starts to set the tone for the game. And Walt said to me I looked up at the top of Pontiac Stadium at the windows where I knew Brown was sitting behind there just for a second I yeah. looked up he said and then I went on with the game Yeah it was a great it was it was a great experience being around Brown cuz he was you know he, he he had been a you know when he came into the league with the with the Cleveland Browns named for him you know when he, they were in an, they were in an old league that failed Yeah and when he came over you know with them you know Otto Graham and that crowd. They played in ten straight championship games.
3: It's incredible
6: in the two in the two leagues, and they won three. You know they they won the NFL title the first year they were in, and they were like a big underdog. They were they opened that season in Philadelphia against the two-time champion Eagles. Steve Van Buren, the running back, was their star. And just before they went out on the field, Brown cleared his throat, and all all those players nobody ever heard of, Marion Motley and Lou the Toe Groza, you know, and, and uh, mm. you know, all, all that wonderful crowd, Brown says, just think, in a minute, you'll get to touch Steve Van Buren. <laughs> and, and he told me, he said, they almost took the door off the hinges, 35 to 10, Browns.
3: Yeah, and any question of letting them into the NFL was ended that day, that's for sure.
6: That's right. Wow.
3: You've been with all the big names. You talk about him in the book. One of the biggest, maybe the biggest in the entire book, is Muhammad Ali. You called him a cruel fighter. What do you mean by cruel fighter?
6: Well, it's a cruel game. You know, it's, it's, he, he knew all the dirty tricks of fighting. You know, he, he, he punished guys he didn't like. He carried them. You know, Joe Lewis put everybody out of their miseries. But Ali, he figured the people deserved a few rounds anyway. And, he, you know, he, he was good at keeping the referee behind him. And, you know, he'd stick his fingers in, you know, Ernie Terrell's eyes, you know, and he'd just yell at him, what's my name? You know, because yeah. Terrell was still calling him Cassius Clay. But it, but it, it, you're right that he, I had a particular affection for Ali. You know, I, I, he always said the same thing when he saw me. How's Angie? I like her better than you. And he never met her. But I handed her the phone once when I was desperate to get off the line because the deadline was boring down. I went in another room, wrote a column, and an hour and a half later I came out and they were still talking. Uh, you know, I, I went to most of his big fights. You know, and, I, and he, he was sitting to me like at the, near the end at the Larry Holmes fight. He said, who are you picking? I said, I'm picking the other guy, champ. And he said, you always wrong. You know, <laughs> and I said, I hope so. But, but uh, when I was really wrong was in Africa. And he came into the hacienda where the writers did all their typing. He could see a betting sheet on the wall, and I had Foreman in one. I thought, you know, Foreman was knocking guys out of the ring. You know, oh, yeah. I, was afraid, I was afraid for Ellie. And uh, he said, come with me. And we went out into the dark, dark. It was like darker than half past midnight. We had to hold on to each other to find our way to the Congo River because it was so dark. So we got there. and He said, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want you ever to forget it. Black men scare white men. More than black men scare black men, <laughs> and 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 uh, that was right. He knew we were we were petrified of foreman. Yeah. So, but I said to him, I said, "Aren't you even a little afraid?" And he said, "Oh yeah." He said, "I have to have my fear. I can't do without my fear, but only a very little." And I said, "Angelo Dundee says you're you're. Uh, he's never seen you so uptight." And Ellie said, "My he said my my entire." Destiny is at stake here i had a I had a great feeling for him. He was the most compelling figure i'd ever uh, been around in sports and, and late late in his story when he was really he had really lost everything he had lost himself he lost even that great laugh he had and um I was in a car with my friend Bill knack a sports illustrator writer and and Ali believe it or not Ali was driving but Bill was trying to help you know he, he had his hand on the wheel too but but an old boxing writer named Bob Waters of Newsday had just died, and I knew Allie loved him because I can remember seeing Allie sneak up behind him and kiss him on the top of his pink head. <laughs> Max says, Champ, do you, do you remember Bob Waters? And Allie said in a voice, you know, like a guy with an artificial larynx, Vaguely. And I said to him, at least you remember the word vaguely. <laughs> and, he, and he tried to laugh, you know. Wow. He, he he was he could make you cry. At least he could make me cry.
3: It was a sad ending to an an absolutely incredible storybook career.
6: Well, he he, he fought too long. He was in the eighty Olympics and excuse me, he was in the sixty Olympics and, and, and eighty he was still fighting. You know, and um, yeah, he he, he they, they, you know there were two alleys in my view. The first one was they can't touch me. I'm so pretty, and the second one was don't worry. I'm letting them do this.
3: Interesting. You know, and
6: the second, the second part went on too long. Well,
3: when you think about George Foreman and how bitter he was at that time, and so forth, and and then all of a sudden he found religion or whatever, and I guess being off that time, he didn't take that beating. Actually, his second go round was was a positive thing. He won the championship back for a while and made him a whole lot of money and uh, outside of the ring.
6: Absolutely, in in, in uh, cookers.
3: <laughs> you know, yeah, it's you, unbelievable, isn't it? That's yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah.
6: But. Uh, yeah, he—he of he, course, uh, I—I covered some of those fights. I went—I got in an elevator with Foreman in Atlantic City when he had had been beaten up by Holyfield, and it, and his face was like full of doorknobs, you know, and <laughs> it looked awful. And uh, and I said something to him like, "I hope this is the last one, George." And he said, "I hope so too."
3: The book is Gods a Play, an eyewitness account of great moments in American sports. I can't tell you how much you got to go out and buy this. It's a great book. Uh, Tom, I guess you can get this everywhere now, right?
6: Don't buy it. It's in the library. Read it for free. <laughs>
3: now nah, you want to buy it. I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm, a,
6: I'm, I'm an old crack now. I, I've stopped writing for money. I only write for love. It's a, this, was a, this, yeah. know, this was something I did because I wanted to do it. and uh, yeah, I always tell people, hell, it's you know, it's free. We read, read it in the library. I don't, but it's, you know, it's on, on all the usual suspects, you know, Amazon and, and on down.
3: Yeah, I think you want to have it in your house, actually. You want it in your own library, then you can let people borrow your book, but you got to get it. Hey, Tom, thanks a lot. I, I hope we can do this again. That was just fascinating. Well, I enjoyed it. We've got some exciting news coming soon about a new website for the show. But in the meantime, you can go to VegasNeverSleeps.com and check out the Sports Rock and Tour page. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And thank you for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Or more at
6: elearning.epsilonxr.com.